Hey, it's the start of you it's, guys. It's Remy saying hello to. Yeah, and the start of endless chores. Ha! <laughs> it's not endless. Stop it. It's just a lot. No! no you gotta earn it, your and iPad You can't time. say chores. We're talking about you helping your mom cook. That's not a chore. Oh. That's a life lesson. You said we need to clean. Well, you're gonna have to dust. And. You gotta earn your. Clean the bathroom. Earn your electronics time. Karen. But that bathroom you're cleaning, <laughs> that bathtub that you're cleaning, guess whose nastiness is that? You're ruining my you, Christmas vacation. It's only the two of you that uses that bathtub. Uh, it's not like you guys are going to be doing that all day long. If you want an hour of electronics, you got to maybe read for an hour. Oh! Or do your chores for an hour. I'll give you two hours to give me a good report on the Bible. Oh, no. Stop! Wow, that went over like a lead balloon. <laughs> So it is Advent, but I kind of wanted to discuss something that happened um, when I was reading a book um, called The City. And it's the persona of the city turned into a person. And it's about this boy who's a jazz player who listens to the city. Anyways, it seems complicated, but it isn't. One of the things he, his grandfather, who's a very well-respected musician, told him... Um, when there were, he was black in the 60s. So he told him when, the, when there was racist comments and, you know, why his grandfather wasn't argumentative. And he was on, the only black family that owned a home in this, in this one neighborhood in the city. Okay, you're gonna drive your mom nuts. Okay. There's <laughs> noodle hanging off of your bowl right yeah. there. <laughs> you're driving your mom nuts. Well, he keeps playing with his noodles. That noodle, right there. Come on. Slightly inappropriate. I think you guys inherited dad's. What? No, don't blame me. Wasn't here. Wasn't me. Inappropriateness. So, um, this this grandfather who wouldn't argue, even though he was in the right, especially with racism abound, he said that um, the the Bible. Um, Old Testament here. Let me do some research. He said the Bible said that Jesus was the Word in John. And from that Word, everything else came to being. And I thought about that because the grandfather stated words are so important. They're more important than this little boy thought. They're so important that he said even God use words to create. He did? Yeah. He probably has like a thousand mouths. You can't change my mind. Well, I'm not saying he doesn't have like a thousand mouths. But what I am saying is that words are impactful even though you might not see it today. They're huge. They're so important to this guy that he left he lived his life being well respected. He was an African-American with no college education, and yet he was well-respected by his community. And that's because he was able to control his words. And I'm not. Well. You're learning. You're learning. And. and I'm an irritable kid. But, you know, here, here's the thing for me, is you need to understand how it's important that 
you hold back your words because that way you can always go back in time or go back to that person next time and then have the right words to say but you can't take words back that's true especially when you're in a relationship Ian which I'm never going to be oh you say that now that's but. why it's important when you're you're out of control or your emotions are high that you not talk. It's not a thing. I mean, mom. it's hard to not do to, to not talk when you're angry. Yeah. But you'll regret whatever you're saying that comes out of your mouth when you're angry. Speaking of uh, relationships, what is the normal age where you get angry in your relationship? 14, 15. Angry about. No, like, when do you get a relationship and uh, when do you want a relationship in general? 14, 15, 13? I don't know. It's getting younger in every year. Yeah, because yeah. there's this girl in my class. I'm in the fifth grade, by the way. She, like, dates a, a different boy every two weeks. And I'm like... But what like, does that mean, though? What does dating Stop! mean in fifth grade? I have no idea, but she says they're dating. I don't know. Meanwhile, I'm over here with my fictional anime. Does that mean they hold anime. hands? Does that mean... I don't know. They probably, like, hold hands and puppy kiss, maybe. I have not seen any kids puppy kissing kiss. in... What does that mean? Hey, stop yelling. Quick I don't think I've ever seen any kids kissing. Well, I'm over here with my fictional anime character. Maybe in the inner All right, city look, can, be like, can, can we back right. up the car a little bit? Okay, because you went down this bunny hole, and I hate that. But what you need to understand, Pop. Remy, is I don't particularly care how you feel now in the sense of relationships. because Yeah, we're going to bury them in the back. I know for a fact. I've seen it with my own eyes. People change their mind about relationships, and I don't want it to surprise me. So I'm going to talk about it as if in the future you will have one. End of story. Yeah, yeah, I know how you feel right now, but I'm still going to... So, But you're just going to have to deal with it. So I don't want to hear any more about this. Uh, I only like cartoon characters. Okay? Yes, I do, but... Or I don't like anybody at all. Yeah, just let it go. People change. So in John chapter 1, it says, In the beginning, before all time, was the Word, Christ. The Word was with God, and the Word was God himself. So even the Bible says words are very impactful. To Especially the, in Proverbs. To the point where it actually represents God. And the word was with God, which was Jesus. So when you say flippantly things in front of your mother, which I keep continuously telling you, know your audience and you don't, I'm like shocked almost every time. I should be not shocked anymore that you say stuff in front of your mother, but I'm like, I'm still shocked. That's just not to say it at all. I'm like, why would you say that in front of your mother? I know there's this fourth grade, fifth grade boy humor or whatever, but I'm in seventh grade. It's inappropriate things. So that's how important words are? Yeah. And that's why your mother gets very upset about it. Mom did grow up in a goody two-shoes school. Brings that up because <laughs> I'm pretty sure her brothers spoke like you, but they knew how to control it because your mom never heard them say that in the house. You need to have the same control. Words are powerful. Okay? So we got talking about leaving the words out of the circus tent. 
circus tent. The circus tent seems to be your lunch. Yep. Your lunch table. Just idiocracy. Learn to keep your words to yourself. Maybe God put her there at your lunch table to teach you how to be more patient. How to ignore idiots. Oh boy. <laughs> See. She probably thinks you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but I. But, but, but you know what? But you know what? She also might like you. Not quite sure. Sometimes that happens. What you need to do though is reject him. <laughs> what you need to do is just be very, very in control. You know, being part of social, the whole social structure structure is based on control. Getting along. Getting along, right? It's it's how I mean Hitler's always the the, the pure uh, example of evil. How do you think he got people to believe him by shouting and yelling at England and and uh, what's his name, Lord? Before Churchill, Lord uh, Farquaad. Farquaad. <laughs> Dang, <laughs> man. So you know yeah. that guy actually came home with a piece of paper. Chamberlain. Chamberlain. He came home with a piece of paper. Like, there will be peace. This is a this is a note from Hitler himself. World War Two. A couple months later, World War Two hit. Right. Yeah. Poland. If he, hey, welcome Chamberlain, you skinny butt fascist dingleberry, blah blah blah. You think he'd go home? And tell the people of England not to worry? Nope. Even though in his mind, he goes, I will take over the world, but I'm going to send you home thinking that mm-hmm. everything's fine. Words are that powerful. Yeah, to the point where Hitler actually fooled Chamberlain into, well, you know, believing that he wouldn't invade the rest of Czechoslovakia and keep to the Sudetenland. And Poland. Yeah, and then, then I think, you know, whoosh, Yugoslavia and, Sl- uh, no, not, so you, not Yugoslavia, Czechoslovakia. He, he was completely a kind of like a smooth player. Right. Yeah. If he would have just went and blown up in front of Chamberlain and the French, the French would have been arming to the teeth already. But they yeah. were so ill-prepared for war because so he kept it that to, way. Hitler knew how to control He himself. used his words fairly well. Now, in front of... In front of a sprawling audience of ticked off Germans who can't pay for a loaf of bread. Right. Uh, he's gonna go ranty, right? Bah, 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 bah. He that, controlled his words. People like that. People like that. So he knew what to do with his words. For these set of words, I'm gonna say it to these racist people. For these set of words, I'm gonna say it to this guy who might harm my plans for taking over Europe. He was able to understand the power of words. You need to do the same thing. And yeah. the only reason I bring this up, right? Today is because you woke me up this morning. Man, I should have woken up anyways. And then I called. Hey! And then you said, there's an argument. And I keep thinking to myself. Oh, no. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say now? And, and, you said, and you said, your mom is angry at me. And I said, she, what did I say? So I told you, she probably has a good reason. <laughs> Don't get angry for no good reason. Yeah, she probably has a good reason. So... Again, control your words, control your words with your mother. When you're in this house, pretend it's a church. Yeah. And then... It is a church. Pretend that... You are a domestic Pretend that mom is a priest, and then uh, if you swear, she'll, uh, you know, give you the treatment of, I expel you from heaven and you are excommunicated. Just pretend mom's a priest, and I'm that nun with a yard ruler that's (laughs) wanting somebody to hit. Then you'll be fine. And I'll bury you in the backyard. That's right. So... That's really what I wanted to say today is how powerful words are, and you need to be able to control it based on the environment you're in. And trust me, the best words in a circus is no words at all. Yeah. When there's clowns there, don't 
Don't play with it. Don't play with the clowns. <laughs> it was even like kind of like in 1922. Sorry. Uh, uh, there was this guy. Yeah, um, uh, he was a prohibition supporting politician. I don't know his name, but he used his words like super wi- uh, wisely to the point of where he's basically an evil genius to me. As in, like to the pro- liberal progressives, he was like, "Let's ban alcohol uh, and help." other people help these people who end up drunk on the streets help these immigrants who help uh, who you know and then to the christian conservatives he's a dirty catholic irish immigrant who has who has alcohol fueled debauchery mm-hmm. one last scripture just to prove my point is also uh jumping into to matthew matthew 4 it says but jesus replied it is written. So this is when he was being tempted by the devil, right? Yeah. Did he did he punch the devil in the mouth? Nope. Because he was hangry. He could have. He could have. Forty days without food. Holy cow, that's a. Hangry. Forty hours without food. I'm hangry. Dude, why not just why not just roast the devil over a fire and then eat it? Because that wouldn't have been good for the kingdom of God. But Jesus replied, "It is written, and forever remains written: Man shall not live by bread alone." but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. That's how important words are. Okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, keep the faith. Understand. Oh, one last thing. That crazy... Uh... So, I want you to keep the faith about Christmas. Christmas is a very important part of our Christian lives because it's about the virgin birth. And some people will challenge you on a virgin birth, but Oops. now that... The internet's here. That's awesome. Because in the National Geographic, if you look up, uh, the title is "Who's Your Daddy?" Kind of funny. Why? Because there are ah! parthogenesis that happens in the kingdom, and we we can see it through zoos. But who knows how many parthogenesis mm-hmm. type things actually happen, right? Yeah. So the Komodo dragon, two yeah. Komodo dragons in the London Zoo laid vi- valuable eggs via parthogenesis. Neither female had encountered a male. During their captivity. Ta-da! Eggs. That were hatched. New Mexico whiptail. As its name suggests, the lizard lives through the desert southwest. It appears to have originated as a hybrid between two other closely related species. So, lizards, basically. Can have offsprings via parthogenesis. I, okay. Copperhead snakes. Ooh. They don't ever reproduce again. I'd be happy. But apparently they're important for the environment and catching all the rats and rodents and other things that happen. Hammerhead sharks. Why? They yeah. can too. They can too. Virgin yeah. births recorded um, through hammerhead sharks. And so this list can keep going, but how, how crazy is it that someone who doesn't believe in Christianity and the whole virgin birth story, and yet they'll read the National Geographic, oh, that's pretty interesting. What do you mean that's pretty interesting? <laughs> it's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's just at this time, it's a human. It's a human. Right. Yeah. But... The fact that it happens here with this kimono dragon, yeah, it's what, not impossible. Yeah. So it's very, very. The chances of it are very, 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 very low, but not impossible. So I want you to have that kind of heart that you're not going to blow up and have a nuclear meltdown because someone doesn't believe right in what you're believing. But at the same time, I don't want anybody walking up to you and with their meltdown and affecting how your faith is. And I want your faith to be solid that Christmas, mm-hmm. although it's not the right time of year, it is a celebration of a virgin birth. 
and that we should have and hold on to that faith that this is real. Okay? Anybody else have questions? Nope. Yeah. Why? Quiz! The Komodo dragon does what? What's eggs. Yeah, but what's the name of it? Such of the P. Par... Partho... Parthogen... Parthogenesis. Boy, you were listening. Uh, I'm only a fifth grader. I can remember. I can remember the. Parthogenesis is the. Okay, no. I can remember what happened in Minor Academia, but I can't remember why I walked into some room. That's. I'm sorry. I gave you that. I do that all the time. Me too. Yeah. Even when going to the bathroom, I'm like, nope, didn't come here to do that. Well, what am I here for? Oh, my water CPAP thing. <laughs> yeah, and then the next thing you know, uh, you're choking. <laughs> All right, well, I love you guys. If you ever have that feeling where dad, I have, a, I have this uh, question about, you know, believing in God or my faith is, is, is low, a little bit low today. I want you to approach me and mom, okay? Because we've had that. We've had that ourselves. Yeah, for sure. But we can help you. Uh, because I've heard so many things, both outside ministry and inside ministry. Outside ministry being yeah. the laws of science, inside like parthogenesis. No one's ever brought that up in, in our ministry school. No, but no. it it happens. Right. Because you really got to take science and faith and then yeah. put them together, and we'll help you with that. Okay. It's kind of like how the Arabs made many advancements, even though they were a fairly new religion and massacred, uh, you know, the men. Bunny hole. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh! <laughs> Here we go. All right, Grandma, we still miss you having dinner with us. Love you. Love Bye. You. Bye.